Welcome to the Esports Network Podcast. We talk about anything and everything related to the industry of esports, whether it's the gaming, whether it's the teams behind the, the, the games, the, the players, the events, the ongoings happening around the professional side of things, but also maybe something a little bit more grassroots that you know isn't talked about as often, a little bit more localized within the area. And here to help me talk about his latest venture out of upstate New York, let's welcome in Brandon Bobby O. Isaac. He's the owner slash operator of the Rock Gaming Network based out of, like I said, upstate new york so we got a, a bona fide new yorker in the building out of rochester uh brandon bobby o thanks for hopping on man i appreciate the time yeah kevin thanks for having me uh like we were talking earlier you know <laughs> i appreciate you know giving me the time relative to no one you look at the list of names on the podcast so thank you very much for having me happy to be here what's up upstate new york shout out to <laughs> roc <laughs> yeah you gotta get it out there man it's so like like i mentioned you're based out of uh, new york state not new york city we don't talk about those bozos down there right. on, my, on the island <laughs> all right Five boroughs who? I don't know about those people, okay? Yeah, oh, come on now. But uh, <laughs> pretty much, you're you're in upstate New York. You run probably a really solid local grassroots organization up there. You're kind of focusing on Albany, Rochester, that whole area that's kind of not being as uh, touted as an esports hub, right? But people around the, the, the country are pretty much interested in esports no matter where you go. And so you find your own little niche there. Uh, you guys kind of organize local uh, online events and tournaments, as well as you guys are pretty much active on social media, content creation, casters. I mean, you guys do do it all for kind of an events-based uh esports organization right yeah absolutely correct so i mean i it's mostly me i'm kind of the guy behind the screen doing a lot of the magic but i have a good support team you know some friends and people want to see me you know get big but i literally started streaming out of my kitchen um but back in the day you know i used to make some homemade movies i had a little editing experience already my tiktok's over 8500 followers now crazy i had a crazy good year on there so yeah thank you so, I mean, yeah, I do a little bit of it all and, you know, trying to push into this cannabis and gaming uh, industry. So that's kind of what I want to talk about today with you is just kind of this venture you have with uh, Rock Gaming Network and, 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 and Resin, if you will. So before we get started, uh, just a quick little disclaimer just for legality sake. Obviously, uh, Resin doesn't sponsor the Esports Network. Uh, and we ask that if you do kind of partake in any kind of uh, activity that may inhibit your judgment, we ask, that, you know, just kind of exercise some responsibility, uh, whether it's with alcohol or any kind of drugs that are recreational in nature or, you know, prescribed by a physician. So just uh, get that out of the way really quick. That's just obviously uh, be responsible with what you uh, are are uh, intaking and just that's all that we ask you know you have your fun enjoy yourself if you will be responsible about it though that's always safe so uh before we get started into the 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 cannabis venture with with rock gaming uh how did this uh network get started for you where did it get started why i mean what was the reasoning and motivation behind starting up the rock gaming network fair enough good question so um lifelong gamer you know i got a nintendo put in my hands five years old in 1990 you know and my parents literally game over pun intended you know it was, <laughs> and i was fortunate enough you know that I had super nintendo sega you know i've been there the whole journey of the consoles and a little bit of pc and um you know gaming was big on my army days and you know especially deployments a lot of downtime uso was hosting like call of duty tournaments and all that kind of stuff so about 2015 in rochester you know the organization splice you know r.i.p uh they used to be an informational website and they won a business venture award for like twenty five thousand dollars and i was kind of like whoa like esports and gaming like getting recognized by our city like that like i was really surprised so same year um we have a big college here rochester institute of technology rit and they have a big gaming design program nationally ranked collegiate teams they put out one of the first collegiate teams that was actually 
you know, part of the college. It wasn't just some club. I was like, whoa, okay. Then we have the Museum of Play here, which is also the home of the International Video Game Hall of Fame. That was the first year they put out, you know, some games in there. And I'm like, wow, we're things are happening in Rochester. And up until then, I always thought, you know, to be in the esports world, to go with the cliche, you either had to be a pro or make the games. Mm-hmm. And then I was starting to see like all these other avenues. So that's when I really like engrossed myself with podcasts and articles and you name it. And then the pandemic hit and, you know, you see all the Twitch numbers and I'm watching, you know, YouTube videos and like, now's the time if you're going to do it, anyone can do it. And so I did it and it got a good response. And I started connecting, you know, the collegiate esports sports world with the game dev world here. A lot of people are just kind of in their own little corner. So I was just trying to be the guy in the middle, bringing it all together. And that's kind of where it started. For sure. And I think a lot of people have that misconception of like, oh, you have to be a pro or, or you have to be some kind of really entertaining, you know, uh, luck of opportunity kind of uh, streamer to kind of make it in, in the industry. And really, uh, and, you know, obviously people will, will say like, oh, you got to move out to L.A., you got to move out to San Francisco, some some big uh, esports hub, if you will, quote unquote. But honestly, people realize you can kind of make your own niche, uh, you know, inside, you know, Rochester, outside here in, in Texas. Of course, you got Dallas and, uh, you know, smaller rural communities out here that are really coming into their own with when it comes to esports. And so to, your story is not like uh, uncommon, if you will. Right. <clears throat> right. People are out there. People want to be involved in esports, whether it's, you know, streaming, whether it's uh, tournaments or anything like that. And so um, what. I guess, what was that transition like for you? Because you, you mentioned you're an Army veteran, so thank you for your service, first and foremost. Appreciate that. Um, so you, you kind of uh, come out of the Army. What were your what was your career path looking like? Were you just kind of working in a few offices here and there, trying to figure things out? or are you, I mean, obviously, we're all still figuring things out, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't think the figuring things out part really ever ends. Um, yeah. You know, I, honestly, I got out of the Army, and I was working a warehouse job. Mm. Uh, and, you know, I was... But on my own a lot, and that's I think I started with the Esports Observer. That was like the first real big podcast I got into, and just all day by myself, you know, shipping tools. I was listening, taking notes, remembering stuff, you know. And then, you know, fast forward to the pandemic, and I'm home a lot, and I'm playing around on TikTok, and it's just kind of like, well, why not try and like do something bigger and better? And I already had the gaming thing down, and. So I kind of dove into it. I was I was a game lead over at Corporate Esports Association, helping run some of their leagues. Um, I did some stuff with Stack Up. They're a big military, mental health, gaming kind of thing. So like, I just dove into it, man. Nice. I didn't, you know, I did the research. I'd done the time. I played the games. Like, why not put everything together and put it out there? So that's no, for where sure. I am today. For sure. I mean, that's just, again, your story, not, un- not uncommon. It's something I've heard. I've, I've interviewed maybe two or three army vets on this show and they say the same thing. Like they just kind of came out of wh- whatever position they were in with, with, with the armed forces and things kind of happen that way. So, uh, <clears throat> grassroots is really kind of where esports is going to be big. I think is, I mean, it's, it's been big like that before. Right. But obviously, right. I mean, what was your reaction uh, once you started up like Rock Gaming Network in, in your area? What was the reaction like from people in the community, people outside the community? Like, what did those first like little tournaments look like for you, and how did that content creation really take off for TikTok? Oh, uh, so locally, I mean, really good. I mean, especially during the pandemic, we were all home, so you know, anytime there was like a tournament, especially a local one, you know, I can get local businesses involved and you know, gift card here, gift card there, kind of thing. Um, I hopped into all the local college esports you know and said hey this is me here i am you know 
retweet them any chance I get and try and, you know, boost them when they do well or any upcoming matches. Uh, and also in Rochester, we have the first esports bar and lounge That's in New right. York State, you know, it's called Player Zone. And, you know, I worked with them, right? They were like, you know, we're kind of struggling with the pandemic. We did like a 12 hour charity stream, you know. Wow. Was, yeah, right. So, I mean, it, just right out the gates, people are like, we love gaming. And my friends, you know, they always, I go, go on too much of them sometimes, but they're like, man, you've know, you know, your stuff, you're passionate, like people respond to that. So just keep doing what you're doing and it'll grow and it, and it has. And then, you know, with the content creation, you just, I like to have fun with it. You know, I am a cannabis consumer myself. So, you know, after work, laying in bed at night, you know, I'll get a little creative <laughs> and, you know, I think of a movie I can in like scene and I can put it into a clip and people seem to enjoy the weird kind of funny things I put out. So Hey man, you know, it's, it's something different. It's not just you know a cool kill clip, which I have some of those. But at the same time, I just put out a Billy Madison one, or not Billy Madison on pulling dynamite with yes, Halo. Yes, you know it's Uncle Rico throwing the steak, but I put a plasma <laughs> coil from Halo. You know what I mean? Just something stupid like that. So. No, I mean that that's kind of fun. Like TikTok, it's what, it's, that's what it's all about. Like short form, easy to consume content, and that's kind of you know when you're at home in the middle of a pandemic, it's, that's easy to to kind of put together. Whether it's on a computer, whether it's on your phone or whatever, it's a super you know super digestible right so it's really yeah. easy and so uh how how is uh you know how many guys like guys are still going through it. so how is organizing you know these events these partnerships how does that go in the middle of a pandemic i mean it's i mean it's easier now i right? just have to pick up a phone dm somebody on on their page or whatever and it's like bam we got a partnership going for a tournament let's get this going is that is that really simple now um starting off not so much you know it's kind of <laughs> like who are you and what are you doing you know like a lot of people just still don't get gaming and esports you know which is fine which is also why i'm kind of here to help educate and you know inform and i think a lot of people don't realize you know they may be a casual gamer how much more of it is out there at the same time you know so that's what i'm here for to help with that um you know you build a little bit of a following, you know, I can tote that TikTok following. People go, oh, okay. 85,000. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> 8,500. Yeah. I, I wish 85,000. <laughs> you know, 8,500. Yeah, like almost yeah, 10,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I mean, for TikTok, that's when monetization starts. It's 10,000. So yeah. like, I'm almost there. But like, you know, hey, I can throw your product out here for 8,500 people. Also, it's like, well, hey, well, you know, maybe we'll talk a little bit. So, you know, starting off a little slower and as things gotten bigger and you know you gain some followers that's the big thing is that social media influencing you yes. know especially with like the younger generation so yeah build the following and people start to you know reach out to you rather than reach out to them for sure and so like you've you've built up this kind of uh, following you've built up a little bit of presence and all that stuff and now i i, I the meat and potatoes of this this conversation i want to get to is is this cannabis focused partnership you have with gaming um you know obviously the largest i think movie scene between esports and cannabis has been optic gaming's uh, hex with his i think it's pine park hq is that his yep, that's his pine park issue yep that's his his venture into cannabis where he has his own little strains he's he's uh, uh curating and really you know it's it's been a pretty bare ecosystem right it's not a lot of overlap we're seeing even though i'm pretty sure i mean I, i'm not you know i'm not a statistician i'm not a scientist or anything like that I, there's a pretty significant minority of gamers who you know partake in that activity that haven't been catered to right and so Correct. why do you think that is and what is this opportunity that you've founded upon all right well first i, I just want to talk on on hacks real quick yeah go ahead. perfect person to like 
be the guy to really push this forward because not only is he a respected figure, a well-known figure, but he's also a guy who's not afraid to speak his mind mm-hmm. and go against the status quo. And I was reading his an interview with him starting the brand and originally he was looking at hot sauce and tequila, <laughs> you know? So like, he was like, but I do this, like I game and I consume cannabis. Why not? Like, I love those two things. Why not pursue that? And I'm like, that makes total sense. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> I get it, man. You know? Um, but as far as like, why the wise of it, you know, first and foremost, legal legalization, yeah, legalization federal level you know i mean that's just that's just a big barrier and i think turns off a lot of people and it's only legal in 15 states Mm -hmm. so that's still 35 where you can't really market to people in that way so you know it's still a very niche market but the good thing is it's only going to grow you know so there's that uh two the social stigmas yeah for sure um i think verbiage is very important you know that's why i chose resin and not like I don't want to call anyone, but like stoner this or weed that, yeah. you know, I, I think those still within the cannabis community, totally fine. You know, that's kind of like a, a term of affection, you know, but outside of that, I think those still have really big negative connotations. So, you know, that's why I like to say consumption of cannabis instead of smoking weed, you know, like exactly. It, it, it just, it's really important there. And, and that, I, I think that's, those are really the two biggest ones. And, I think a lot of the industry wants, even though there's, there's alcohol and any, a lot of other bedding and all these other adult products, those are already kind of ingrained in society, you, you know, like social acceptance and things like that. So with resin, you know, it's a wide open market, you know, it's something like 54% of people who smoke cannabis and game do it before or during, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, there's not even rolling papers with video game controllers on it. You know, like there's there's literally nothing. It's 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 wide open, and you know, s- with Pine Park, that's a huge step forward. And I and I hope to you know push that forward for sure. And so I mean, so what is this opportunity you found with resin? Like, speak to that a little bit more because I think it's something super interesting, and I can't really put it into words as best as you can probably. So why don't you tell me about it? Go ahead and, and kick off. So. Out there, if, if we let's just start with like subscription boxes, right? Yeah. You got loot crate, you know, nerdy gaming culture stuff. And then there's canna box, which is like rolling papers, maybe like a cool little smoking accessory or something. But there's no actual product mm-hmm. in between, you know, and it's tough. I get it with like shipping and all that. It has to be kind of like a local delivery, more of a system. Um, so I decided to, you know, cater to that. And you go online and you see, you know, five best strains to play Minecraft with or good games to smoke and play games with. And it ends there, you know. (laughs) I take the next step out and I made these level up packs. Mm -hmm. And essentially it's right now I have, you know, pre-rolled joints or um, I have a trial partnership with a vape company for their cartridges. And I've already got the games lined up i know the strains i like it's all hand curated like i I like to think i know what i'm doing at this point you know i've got a few years on both sides um yeah and you know the packaging all to not deal with licensing issues it's all very generic you know Mm -hmm. it's it's hard for the people to tell but you know this is the puzzled one and this is kind of for like tetris or zelda or something like, you know, kind of those platformer, puzzly kind of games. Yeah. And the strains will be, you know, 
very catered to, you know, maybe some more introspective kind of, you know, effect. We've got FPS one for first person shooters or maybe some a little more twitchy, like a more head high buzz kind of thing. So very curated <laughs> strains. And from there, we would like to expand like power packs. Okay. Power, power up packs. Um, and essentially, you know, like, like with the subscription services, it comes with some goodies and all that, but why not have, you know, a couple of pre-rolls or a cartridge for a Friday night game session, you know, um, a little code for maybe like a nice little indie game, you know, a couple bucks. It's specific to that, that level up pack you got, you know, and why not see if DoorDash wants to throw in a 15% coupon so you can order some food while you play and maybe, you know, a handful of, you know, some high chews i love those things you know and maybe some beef jerky or something you know just something like yeah. a friday night gaming session you got everything you need like a lunchable of of you know can of gaming if you will kind of thing so that's where like the product side of it is okay um and then as far as like events and everything you know we got online community game nights and uh i partner up with um an old army buddy of mine you know shout out to UrbaQuest. um they, they're dealing with like more of like the event organizing side of resin so okay. I can focus on the gaming and they, uh, they secured like a indoor arena that has like indoor soccer car wow. shows and they're doing monthly vendor events. So we're going to like try and work a live event into there. And then as consumption lounges open across the state within the next year or two, I would like to get like a series going have regional, you know, tournaments at these on-site consumption lounges throughout the state, you know, and then have Rochester. We've got like, a big triple a baseball stadium or oh, yeah. we got a ihl we got the rochester americans <laughs> hockey league like we have a big tournament in there you know so that's kind of the idea of resin and what our plan is going forward and how to move it forward no that sounds that sounds super interesting man i, I can already see it you know just kind of these regional little series building up to a big kind of championship level i guess for that area event that would be insane so what you're describing it sounds no different than people kind of like choosing a specific beer or alcohol to consume while they're gaming you know if i'm playing like a like call of duty or something else maybe do like a red bull mixed with like a a bud light or something just to keep me going and then just this that something of that level it's it sounds like it's not that different at all from what people are doing anyways with 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 food too so it's this you know what's the, the most synonymous snack to go with call of duty doritos and mountain dew Right. And they're already doing that kind of stuff anyway. You get game codes for the game fuel for like Apex and all that. So like why not uh you know, a cool little cannabis related accessory for Call of Duty. You know, it don't have to be a pot leaf, but you know, it could be, you know, raw rolling papers. Why not like a little raw symbol for a shirt? You know, it could be a QR code on a packaging, it could be something as simple as that. 100 percent doesn't have to be direct product touching, you know, and I think that's where a lot of companies think. You know, it's just we're just gonna plaster a pot leaf on it, and you know, or we're gonna shove a bunch of joints in a kid's face. Like, no, like there's ways to get around it. Like I said, DoorDash. You know, who's not gonna use DoorDash on a Friday night? And if sure. I give you fifteen percent off because you bought my product, like who's not happy about that? <laughs> exactly. No, you're you're dead on. You're dead on. And it's right. it's it's strange because uh, it's all about how you market this, right? Versus what is being marketed right because as we as you know no offense to anybody who works in the industries but uh the alcohol and and tobacco industries they pretty much don't focus on the product at all they focus on the marketing of that product more than anything else right Right. so i mean that's kind of the same approach you have to take with something like this is what i'm assuming and so yeah oops sorry go ahead well like, like you're saying like alcohol like 
all they have to do, like to be on the NFL or MLB or any pro thing, is their commercial just has to say, please enjoy responsibly. Mm-hmm. But everyone sees the statistics on what alcohol does. Yeah. Negative. I'm not, no bash against alcohol. I enjoy my beers. But like, we know how bad it is. But there it is out there. The commercials are out there. It's on, you know, it's on the field. It's on, it's all over the stadiums. Exactly. But, you know, if you want to put Pine Park HQ on a, you know, name a baseball team, that ain't going to happen. No, you know, no, no, like, no. even though there's literally been no deaths associated with directly with cannabis. So it's like, you know, there's that weird dichotomy of it. For sure. For sure. And it's just, it's, just, it's a strange little thing. I think once, because I, I think this decade probably be super important in terms of legalization. I think we'll see a lot more states really get into it. I know here in Texas, we've had a lot more push towards uh, marijuana legalization. And so we'll see that in the coming decade how this kicks off. I think you're really right there on the precipice, on the frontier of something big. And obviously, is, is, I, I, I meant to ask, is this legal in New York, like the consumption of cannabis? Yes. Okay. Yep. So, so just the industry, like the legal industry itself, it won't be open for like another year or so. Like they really dragged their feet and then the governor switched, you know, like, so there was like this lull where it was legalized and then nothing happened, you know? So they're trying to play catch up right now, but we'll, we'll say dealers, but now they're called let legacy quote unquote market. You know, um, they're, they're already going. The, the gray market is, it, they, they took it right off the gate. I mean, all, all these pop-up events, it's very donation, you know, wink, wink, you know, base kind of system, even though New York was like, no, don't do that. Shaking their finger. Like, that's not right. They're just not getting their tax cut yet. So, you exactly. know, but if they're going to crack down on that, like you're cracking down on the whole state. And I don't think they have the resources to even try and do that. So no, it's, just, it's at this point, it's just like, it's a, it's a losing battle, right? Like it's, it's, it's no, no, no problem. Yeah, the really. parents tell you, don't put your hand in the cookie jar and they look away and you put your hand in the cookie jar anyway. Exactly. <laughs> you know? So like, I think an interesting aspect though, that you kind of, talked to me about earlier was that uh a lot of this the proceeds from resident and you know the events you guys put up and everything a lot of it will actually go towards the indie gaming industry won't it so like you guys will help yep. kind of uh funnel some funding for indie gaming and and those developers there because obviously these you know indie gamers uh development teams they aren't resource laden companies like the triple a title companies they're small teams they're like one maybe 10 person teams at most you know developing and updating a you know a really small game and so for a lot of them they will depend on this kind of funding to kind of provide a new avenue won't they oh yeah absolutely i mean they don't one nice thing about cannabis is like unlike anything else in gaming like a gaming chair you buy that once Mm -hmm. and that's pretty much all you have for a while cannabis like you can't drink all day during the day unlike consumption of cannabis which people can use it to function it's it's a medicine as well you Mm. know so it's always being bought again you know it's like people run out people want it it's good like so there's always going to be it's always bought again it's not just a one and done you know and it's really an opportunity you know to give back as a gamer you know like i people buy my stuff i give to the game the indie game developers and then they get to put out more games for us. Like, I think it's a, it's a cycle that everyone wins from, you know? And so, yeah, it's officially called the Indica game fund. Um, you know, it's a play on indie and the Indica strains. Um, yeah, I've reached out to some indie companies, you know, they're a little hesitant, you know, protecting IPs, you know, it's, you know, some of them are trying to market a little more family friendly games and all that. So it, it, it definitely has to be a little more adult themed games for the most part. Um, 
but you know it's a lot of cheerleading like you know show us the numbers what's the legalities <laughs> of it so it's kind of like I'll, I'll get back to you but like you know it's here let's talk you know and they they want in it's like you said they're, they're struggling for funding you know especially like with the pandemic as well you know there's there's initiatives that have been done at least in new york state mm-hmm. um we you know there's three indie game development hubs are called digital game hubs rochester new york city and albany um you know so there's like help in that aspect but i mean like i said it's cannabis grassroots indie grassroots you know a lot of gaming grassroots you know these all come from the people who want to support and help build and make and create so it's one way for us to give back and so you mentioned um of course uh we're talking about like marijuana obviously right but it doesn't have to be smoked it can be an oil it can be some kind of rub it doesn't have to be like straight up let's just toke it up it can also be what there's a huge variety of of products out there that can be really used and, and, and put into these these packs you guys are putting out as well so mm-hmm. it's not just you know purely smoking a lot of i know a lot of army vets such as yourself we use it as, as a kind of uh, pain reliever or reliever right yep. and just kind of help them out you know give them some some kind of relief at night when they're trying to go to sleep or something like that and this is kind of the, the, that that same kind of mentality that uh you want to kind of push forward with with, with some of these products right so Obviously, the indie game developers aside and all that stuff, um, what have been some of the legal issues you've come across uh, in your attempt to kind of get this going and, and get this going into event spaces and, and kind of, I mean, what have talks with lawyers looked like if you've had any? Honestly, no, not really. I'm part of the gray market myself. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, but this is all like relatively new for me. Like, Resin's only like itself is only a couple months old. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't until I started attending some of the pop-up events, you know, and one of the big organizers here in Rochester had a summer event with over 5,000 people. And then I set up a gaming lounge at the winter one and over 4,000 people came to that, you know, so no legal issues to have to be totally honest, you know, uh, you're just, no evil, see no evil for now. I do, guess do the cops um, just kind of walk past the booth and be like, that's eh, okay. There's like no cops interaction at uh, all or no. So the big events, no, some of the smaller ones, you know, if, I went to one that was like literally like right in the, my hometown in someone's backyard, essentially. And they kind of just poked their head in, looked around, they checked on it a couple times. But I mean, we know in the cannabis community, there's a target on their back, you yeah. know? So like a lot of these events, there's no alcohol whatsoever. Cause mm-hmm. that's just going to cause problems, yeah. you know? And, you know, everyone's behaved for the most part, you know, cause once there's a big slip up, any, every critic can go, Oh, see, we told you so. You know, despite again all of alcohol's problems, but there's a bar down every <laughs> a bar every couple of feet down the street. But I digress. Um, but I mean, a lot of these events, you know, hired security IDs are checked at doors. You know, like it's taken very seriously, like the safety and just you know making sure there's not underage people coming into these events. You know, it, it's it's really self-regulated for the most part until the actual state regulations come out. Exactly. Exactly. And so you guys pretty much as of, as of now, it's a gray area. So you guys have to operate within a very tight margin of error. So any, obviously right. any issues crop up and they just kick you out of the event space forever or whatever. And they, you know, move on to something else, but yet you kind of have to make your mark one way or another. And so we mentioned pine park earlier. I mean, have you ever seen any other cannabis and video game collaborations? Maybe not here in the States. Have you seen anything internationally? Maybe that kind of, poke your head in or is it really really a minimalistic market right now um I mean, international stuff a lot of countries are pretty strict about mm-hmm. cannabis still you know europe depends where you go um yeah uh, 
within the state stuff, you got Stone Gamer League out in LA. Yeah. Uh, Snoop Dogg tried with like the Gangster Gaming League, mm-hmm. you know, and he, he actually had like a, um, I think it was like a Jack in a Box deal for like <laughs> yes. 420 Munchie Box meal. So like, there's an easy collaboration right there, you know. Um, yeah, man. I mean, that that's there really isn't many major like gaming and cannabis collaborations out there. It's it's all very niche, you know. A- any sort of accessories or products you see is mostly on Etsy or Redbubble, you know, kind of like those craft. I saw a really cool Mario Piranha plant bong the other day. You know, the the print was like coming out of the pipe for the slider piece. <laughs> you know, like that's all you really see. You know, there's no no officially licensed anything. You know, not even like themed. You know, like yeah, I love Borderlands, and I think some of these crazy writ dab rigs would be cool like with that steampunk futuristic look you know uh i would love to have a master chief vape pen you know like if i walked into someone's house it's not just something cool but like also a talking point you know but other than that man i I, it's all very niche or non-existent Hmm. all right yeah no no i I see it it's just kind of because i I can't think of besides the, the the few you've mentioned right there's maybe a literal count on my hand amount of people out there who are, are really focusing in on this and so it's just really difficult that even when we do see these cannabis accessory uh companies come out and you know promote their products they kind of use video games as more like a like a sideshow it's not really the focus mm-hmm. of the product it's more like right it's a theme or it's a little thing here and there it's more like a, a way that they they peddle their wares right and so yeah. what is the biggest difference that you hope to bring with resin that kind of will differentiate you from somebody who is like oh here's a you know here's a, a bong in the in the shape of a mario plant or something <laughs> what, what's the biggest difference you think you guys will provide um, I, I really just hope to show people that it's okay to like be associated with cannabis. Mm. It's not some boogeyman in the closet anymore, you know? So, uh, for example, um, Zippo has these handheld electric hand warmers. Yes. Chargeable light. And, and that's a big push within gaming to like warm up your hands, which to me is a big baseball fan. Yep. A pitcher just doesn't go and throw, you know, he warms up and in between innings, he's got the jacket on his shoulder. I'm like, that makes total sense. You know what I mean? And they have some uh, Ubisoft licensed ones, um, but it's like, you can charge your controller with it. You know, cool. So like, like you said, side note, but you can also charge your vape pen. That's not brought up. No, never <laughs> you know, brought up. Like, and if you're someone like me, all of my USB ports on my Xbox are filled up with my external hard drive, con- yep. uh, my controller chargers, you know? So like outside of that too, you know, gamers aren't just gamers, you know, in Western New York, a lot of hunters, yep. you know, a lot of outdoor construction workers. Like there's all these other tertiary markets where you can kind of bring it in and associate it with cannabis as well. You know, it, Taco Bell always winks, winks about, you know, yeah. 420 and all that. But like, why not put in a coupon for a free Chalupa, my power up pack, you know, like, you know, there's all these little, little things you can do where it's, it's already kind of there. It's just, you know, everyone just kind of nudges and winks about it, you know, like come out and, you know, say it straight up. Like this could also be for cannabis use, you know, like it's a 21 plus market. You already, like you said, market with alcohol. Um, I saw a beer company when the game Outriders came out. Outriders literally made limited edition yep. Outriders cans. They were cool as hell. Like, why can't we get some box art on a pre-roll pack? You know, like, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's okay. And, and I, like I said, for me, if I walked into the house and here's a Master Chief helmet, that bong, you know, like that, <laughs> that's cool, man. <laughs> you know, like, 
where do I get that? I want to know, like, where did you get that? Where, where do I find it? You know, and then within gaming itself, because I don't think we can bring cannabis to gaming. I think we have to bring c- gaming to cannabis. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. hundred percent. You, you bring the, the, the thing that everybody likes the most to a new market, which is, you know, so instead of injecting cannabis. Right. I know you're a League of Legends guy. Yeah. So like when MasterCard came out, you know, everyone kind of rolled their eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But then they did the gold counter. Genius. That's and, you know, I mean, and, and in the Twitch chat, everyone goes, Thank you, MasterCard. You know, and like <laughs> the bad corporate guy becomes a fun joke all of a sudden. You know, yeah, and, and once then, and once you put it at that level, it's easy to market. Yeah. Right. In game <laughs> banners, like, you know, like why why not that? There's a game Weedcraft. You know, they had a lot of trouble. Um advertising on facebook and youtube when it came out uh, i read the, the co-founder's article about it why not have taco bells pop Damn. up on one of the billboards in the city you exactly. know what i mean like there's little ways where you can incorporate it without it like being like smoke weed obey no <laughs> you know like, right. you, know, like you, you can still hint hint wink wink but you can be subtle about your advertising it doesn't have to come out and say blaze it up <laughs> taco bell you know like <laughs> so no for sure for sure you're right you're, you're, you're dead on because it's like you mentioned with mastercard you mentioned like that i know rocket league does a really interesting thing with their banners as well they, they put their advertisers in the game right. directly and they you know well, the, just like the football feels the emblem in the middle exactly. you know you could easily you could easily put like i said if raw wants to sponsor uh, a rocket league tournament because they have raw music because music's just as big in the cannabis industry because it's like three biggest activities with cannabis consumption gaming music and snacking yep you know so like raw already has raw music why don't they have raw gaming you know and they could easily put their symbol in the middle of a rocket league field have a 21 plus tournament you know give away some rolling papers and some money no no literally no cannabis is involved but it's still cannabis related yeah like let's let's be honest right like if you see a budweiser ad in the middle of a football game or something like that you don't see the players on the sidelines drinking, you know, uh, a whole 40 ounce of Bud Light or something like that. Maybe in the 70s. Maybe in the know. 70s. You see them, you know, smoking a little right, cigarette right. on the sideline or whatever. But no, nowadays, it's super much. It's very much about the game. And, and the, ad, the advertising is there just to kind of help uh, fund everything. That's kind of what it is, right? Exactly. And isn't, isn't that the goal? Isn't that like one of the big goals? And, you know, they always talk about media rights yeah. and advertising and esports. Exactly. Well, look how much money these cannabis companies are making. And they only can market to Instagram tiktok you know like why not have you know let's let's say we have a thousand person you know event <laughs> like <laughs> there's a perfect opportunity you can throw me a couple bucks i'm not i'm new i'm not greedy <laughs> not, <laughs> i mean know, like it's not just like, that because it's like gladly throw yeah. your name out there it's okay yeah, right just like these people are just they, they need to kind of have that thinking kind of uh opened up to them a little bit more which is fine you know think that that happens over time and we're kind of right there at the beginning of not the beginning we're in the middle of it happening really and so i mean i gotta ask you i guess uh, one last question really is to kind of hop hop this off on a, on a good note I mean, what excites you the most about this opportunity and what worries you the most about this opportunity? Oh, what excites me most? I think just seeing that kind of like industry open up. And like I said, just seeing all the cool potential licensing opportunities, you know, the money comes cool, but like, I'm not really in for like me personally, I say specifically resin gaming X cannabis. Cause I'm a gamer first. And like, yeah, if we can get some cool gaming events and help open up this market and like, if I can smoke a little bit while I play at a tournament, like that's super cool too. Like, it's just like having a tournament at a bar, being in a dart league, you know, like it it shouldn't be any different. So opening up the market to advertising excites me. 
and like just seeing what, what cool things can come of it. The live events with, you know, just being able to consume, having a good time because honestly they're both social, social things. And you put two great social things together and you're going to have a good time. What worries me the most, yeah. oh, man, that's, and it's a lot to worry about in this yeah, day and age. I, so I, honestly, the length of time it'll probably take, hmm. like I said, we're New York is only the 15th state and it's what, California was kind of like the leading the way, and that's been 10, 15 years. 96 was like their medical one. Yep. And within 10, 15, 20 years, it's only 15 states. So, like, you know, like, I think it's still a long way to go. You know, there's still a lot of things people can do to help with just pushing legalization in general. You don't have to be a consumer, but if you want your town to have money and have nice roads, you know, like, these are all, this is all. It's not just indie gaming that gets funded, you know. So, like, just starting, like you said, grassroots and just working this way up. It's 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 still a battle, and there's still a lot more to go. And that's that's kind of like the worst part about it all is like it's happening, but there's still more to go for sure. And an emphasis on the grass and grassroots, right? <laughs> yes, very very grass and grassroots for sure. <laughs> I mean, intended. Yes, I, I I knocked a bunch of questions your way. You answered it with with a plum. I mean, these are two billion dollar industries or soon to be billion dollar industries that you know. There's nothing wrong with having a little co- collaboration between the two, and I think you're right there in between the overlap and it's something that's going to come your way. I wish you the best of luck, my man. Uh, where can people follow either rock gaming, uh, network, a uh, resin yourself? I mean, promote away. What do you, what's going on in the neck, in your neck of the woods? For sure. Um, yeah. So I'm on anything and everything, social media, except maybe Snapchat. Uh, you can find me as rock gaming network. Uh, it's all one word. And I think Twitter might be a little different, but if you just put in rock gaming network and search it, you'll see our city logo and RGN right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm mostly on Instagram. Cause that's kind of where the cannabis community lives. Where like gaming is on Twitter. Cannabis community is a little more on Instagram. It's uh, at R E S N underscore gaming for resin gaming. Feel free to reach out if you have questions or like any sort of collaborations. We have plenty of opportunities with game like i said game nights online events live events come within the next month or two maybe three but you know we got to figure out uh, all the details with the event space we were working with um yeah and if you need a can of gaming correspondent i am definitely your man thank you for having me i really appreciate your time for sure hey man i don't partake but i will say i will happily take a, a taco bell 15 percent off coupon for chalupa or something like that i will take that all day every day of the yeah. week uh, you, th- you throw those coupons guy, my way. Guy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so, uh, like I said, uh, we will put all those uh, social media links in the podcast description and we'll make sure, we'll make sure everything is tagged on our website as well. So, uh, awesome, man. Really appreciate it. Seriously. Brandon, thank you again. No, thank you for coming on, man. Thank you for coming on, opening the eyes a little bit more. People who aren't aware of, of what's going on in the industry between cannabis and esports and gaming in general. So, thank you for hopping on. We wish you the best of luck moving forward because I know this is going to be a tough road for, for some days. But we hope you push through and, and, and come back with uh, with a great event. So I, I hope to have you on in a year and you say like, oh, yeah, we had like a 10,000 person event happen this past year. I'm, I'm hoping so, too, man. That'd be that'd be pretty awesome for sure. So, like I said, best of luck. I, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, man. For sure. Stay lit. Stay informed, man. For sure. He's Brandon Bobbio Isaac, owner, operator of Rock Gaming Network and Resin. And I'm Kevin Correa right here on the Esports Network podcast. <laughs>